What is up? This is the KMF Podcast, and I'm your host, Kieran Flood. Today, I will be discussing about talking about the rise and fall of Nazi leader Adolf Hitler and whether the factors that led to his rise also helped contribute to his eventual fall. I'll be answering some questions sent in by some listeners, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Adolf Hitler, the name instills images of fear, destruction, and evil in the minds of all. He is one of the most recognizable figures and leaders in the history of the world. He led the Nazi regime in Germany during the 1900s and dominated and controlled large regions of Europe. He rose to power quickly through his extreme views on government and persuasive speaking. However, as time moved on, Hitler began to lose his power in Germany, ultimately leading to Germany's defeat in World War II. Today in this podcast, I will be discussing what led to Hitler's rise and ultimate fall, I'll also be investigating whether the reasons that led to his power in Germany also led to his eventual downfall. Alright, so we're probably going to just start off this podcast by just really going into the early life and the beginnings of Adolf Hitler and his beginnings in the Nazi party. Adolf Hitler was born on April 20th, 1889 in Austria. His father died in 1903, but he left his family enough money to be supported. Hitler was extremely close with his mother and found early interest in art. Hitler wanted to study art in Vienna, but he failed two times in securing entry into the Academy of Fine Arts. However, he had shown characteristics of loneliness and hate at a young age. He moved into Munich in 1913 and enlisted in the Austrian military in February of 1914. He enjoyed the war and was thought of as a brave soldier. After Germany lost in World War I, Hitler took up political work and joined the German Workers' Party, later named the Nazi Party, in May of 1919. This would be the beginning of pretty much Hitler's rise or slow rise to power in Germany. Okay, I'm going to start off by addressing really the major reason that led to Hitler's rise, and that would be the Treaty of Versailles. And following World War I, the Allied powers enacted the Treaty of Versailles in Germany, which forced Germany to pay for their consequences during the war. Germany was forced to pay $33 million in war reparations and was forced to give up all its overseas colonies and territory in France and Poland. And then at the time, the German army before or during World War I was one of the greatest in the world, and it was reduced to 100,000 men because of the treaty. Hitler, along with many other Germans, felt humiliated like this. The German economy was also crushed. Four million German marks, which was the German currency at the time, equaled one U.S. dollar in 1923. This led to Hitler joining the German Workers' Party and rising through the ranks, ultimately becoming the leader and dictator of Germany. His rise through the Nazi the Nazi party and how that led to his rise in power as the leader of Germany will be explained in the next segment. Okay, so now I'm just going to talk about Hitler's rise through the Nazi party and how this eventually led to him leading Germany. And as stated before, Hitler had joined the German Workers' Party following the end of World War I. And he became only the 55th member of the party on September 12, 1919. And before he joined the party, the Nazis were relatively unknown 
and didn't have that one real famous or influential voice. Hitler brought that, and as he rose through the ranks, he criticized the Treaty of Versailles and the weaknesses of the Weimar Republic. He was seen as an instrumental speaker who his ideas resonated with the people within the party. He heavily criticized communists and Jews as he felt they were attempting to take over Germany. And he specifically and famously blamed Jewish people for stabbing Germans in the back during the war, which gained him support within the party. He was voted chairman of the party in 1921, and his fast growth reached its height at the Munich Beer Hall in November of 1923. He spoke out against the Weimar Republic here, and a fight ensued, leaving Hitler injured. Hitler was put on trial for treason and went to jail for nine months. Hitler wrote the book Mein Kampf during this time, which outlined his radical ideas about Jews and his radical ideas about government in general. He spoke out against Marxism and how it was the greatest en enemy of Nazism. His popularity in Germany grew exponentially, and as the national election, as the German Nazi representation, the national election grew from 2.6% in 1928 to more than 18% by September 1930. In the 1932 elections for German Parliament, the Nazis won 33% of the vote, and Hitler ran for president in 1932. Despite the loss to Paul von Hindenburg. He earned about 37% of the vote. Hitler was able to capitalize off the weak German government, which will be discussed more in the next segment. Okay, so I'm going to tackle the last two events or real causes of Hitler's rise to power in Germany. And the first of these would be the 1932 German presidential elections. And Hitler and the Nazis following the presidential elections after Hitler had lost, as I previously had talked about, they'd realized they'd struggle to collect with middle-class voters. Despite like their exponential growth, they'd still struggle to gain a smaller or a larger population of the German population. So, on November 6, 1932, the Nazis saw they lost support in the parliamentary elections. They lost their vote shares, saw their vote shares drop four points, so they lost two million votes from the previous July elections. Hitler saw that he could not win a great majority of the voters in the elections now. But he did realize, well, look, the guy who beat me, Paul von Hindenburg, isn't really as influential as a speaker of I am, and I think I can kind of get one over on him. So he decided to agree to a coalition with the conservatives in the German government and was appointed Chancellor of Germany on January 30, 1933. In 1933, the Reichstag building was set on fire and he detained communists and leftists who burnt the building. He eventually pushed the Enabling Act, which allowed Hitler and his cabinet to institute legislation without the parliament's say. This led to him taking over Germany with little resistance assuming dictatorship. So pretty much, as he had started to make these rash decisions, along with the power of the Nazi party. He kind of slowly pushed Paul von Hindenburg out of office and then pretty much just assumed dictatorship over all of Germany. And then... Sorry if I got cut off there. My next um, thing I was going to talk about was a question brought up to me by my friend James Eden, where he was asking me really what else kind of led to Hitler's rise and how can a man with such anti-Semitic laws grow so exponentially through Germany and I brought up the thing of the um the Great Depression and how that really made German people turn to radical politics 
and the Great Depression occurred on October 24, 1929, when the stock market crashed in New York. This led to a worldwide economic crisis where 6 million Germans became unemployed by June of 1932, and this led to the Nazis growing even faster as Germany could no longer pay their war reparations from World War I. Germans lost faith in their current government and turned to Germany. Germans turned to the Nazis, who were far right, and wealthy businessmen funded Hitler as they feared communism, and nationalists also rallied behind Hitler, continuing his rise to power in Germany. Before we go, or I go into talking about what led to Hitler's decline, I would like to just have a message from our sponsor today. We are sponsored by Cars for Kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids KRS, Cars for Kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids Donate your car today. Thank you for sponsoring us. It's an honor to have them sponsoring this podcast. Just thank you. Okay, so now I'm going to just talk about Hitler's awful decision, really the first reason why he fell from power in Germany when he decided to try to invade the Soviet Union. He decided to do this after he'd conquered France in 1941, and he drew up plans to launch an operation to invade the USSR called Operation Barbosa. Barbarossa. And over three and a half million troops fought across the 1800 mile Russian front and Hitler had expected the invasion only to really last a few weeks and Germans initially pushed quickly through Russia. However, he really took a victory lap around Moscow in order to help other armies in northern and southern Russia to kind of embarrass the Russians. But winter slowly drew closer and the weather worsened and, hit, and the Russians began to pull off surprise attacks on the Germans, slowly depleting the German army. And then his failure to take Moscow really just built more strength up within Russia and his supply lines began to be cut off and overextended. And as the weather worsened, the, the, the Germans really just couldn't survive anymore as they were ill-prepared and the Battle of Stalingrad forced Hitler to leave Russia as 91,000 German troops surrendered with only 6,000 making it back to Germany and his no retreat orders that stated Germans couldn't retreat in battle led to hundreds of thousands of Nazi troops dying. Now I'm going to discuss Hitler's just awful military and more of his awful military and political decisions. So not only did he fail to take over Russia, but he also failed a lot of other military campaigns and decisions. He spent millions of dollars on nerve gas, which just more created more debt for Germany. And then his decision to make himself the commander-in-chief of the German army pretty much just led to Germany's demise. So he made bad decisions not only in Russia, but at the Battle of Bulge. 75% of Germany's economy, because of him, was devoted towards the war, which led to just major shortages of coal and fuel within Germany. And Hitler's opinions on Soviets also contributed to his defeat, as he kind of just enraged the Soviets by calling them peasant-like, making them just fight back even harder. And then Hitler's just awful decision to fight the two, uh, war on two fronts, so both on Eastern and Western Germany. He divided the troops and pretty much just allowed for allied forces to quickly move through western germany as the majority of um the axis um forces were on the eastern front fighting russia so this pretty much just allowed for hitler 
Hitler's armies to pretty much just get even um, destroyed even faster as, you know, Allied forces just ran through German lines. Okay, so the last thing I'm going to be talking about of the final nail in the coffin for Hitler was the decision to declare war in the U.S. And this question or slash idea was brought up to me by my friends Dan and Gus as they had posed the question, you know, why did Hitler declaring war on the U.S. ultimately, you know, put the nail in the coffin for Hitler? So after after the Japanese bombing on Pearl Harbor, Hitler declared war in the U.S. And he believed the U.S. would be too busy fighting the, Je- the Japanese in the Pacific than to worry about the events in Europe. However, he was proven wrong, as the U.S. also declared war on Germany, and this would doom Germany as Hitler underestimated the the military power of the U.S. German combat aircraft numbers at the time had reached well under 100,000, while the U.S. had produced well over 114,000 aircraft. And they had also slowly ran out of fuel for planes, and their U-boat ciphers were also beginning to be decrypted, which... um eventually led to their U-boats leaving the North Atlantic, ending the naval fights in the Atlantic Ocean. And Hitler could also not match the technology and economic might of the U.S. as the U.S. directed 90% of the U.S.'s military resources towards the fight of, in the, of the Nazis in Germany. In all, Hitler uh, committed suicide on April 13, 1945 in his Berlin bunker as Allied forces approached. His death signaled the end of the Nazi regime and the downfall of world power. When looking at his rise and fall, Hitler rose through the... One can see how it is comparable to what led to his fall. His rise is comparable. Hitler rose through the political ranks of the Nazi party because of his influential speaking, and he was a new face in the German political scene. To the German people, he was someone who could bring back Germany to its former glory and would restore German pride and nationalism. However, he failed in the long run of maintaining German world power lost his ability to influence German people and stayed inside as the war raged on. His quick decision-making had seemingly disappeared during the war as he faced pressure from the Allies. His ill-advised military decisions led to Hitler's demise, and his immense power cracked under pressure as the war and his immense power cracked under pressure as the war led on. And I would like to just thank anyone who's listening to this. My sponsors, Cars for Kids, they're the real ones. And all my friends, Gus, Dan, and James, who kind of helped give me the idea of this and gave me questions for this. Thank you.